Over a million patients a year are treated with respect, warmth, and compassion at Boston Medical Center. It's in this spirit of community that we offer our podcast series to you, featuring our doctors and staff. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome. Today we're talking about such an important topic, reducing opioid overdose deaths. And my guest is Dr. Jeffrey Samet. He's the Vice Chairman for Public Health and Chief in the Section of General Internal Medicine at Boston Medical Center. Dr. Samet, as I said in the intro, such an important topic, and I'm so glad to have you joining us today. Let's start with telling us a little bit about the current state of the opioid epidemic, and why are we calling it an epidemic? Uh, the use of opioids resulting in uh, opioid use disorders, people having really severe problems um, as a consequence of the use of opioids, uh, has increased over the last two decades in a striking fashion. Um, so if you look at the slope of what we have a sense as the prevalence of opioid use disorder in the population, it has gone up and up and up over the last 20 years. That's why it's called an epidemic. In addition, the consequences that you referred to, the overdose deaths, are the worst outcome that one can have. So it's both an increasing prevalence of the disease and the worst consequence as well. Doctor, how do you think this epidemic took shape? Have you ever seen anything like this before? How does this crisis compare to other public health crises you've seen in your career? Uh, it's of a comparable magnitude in the USA to uh, a disease that I was involved with and grew up in medicine with, being HIV. Now, it does not have the global impact that the HIV epidemic had, but in terms of shared deaths in the U.S., um, HIV deaths were peaking um, before effective medications came out uh, in the roughly 40 to, 000, uh, 40 to 50,000 people uh, dying a year in this country, and the opioid epidemic exceeded that number in the last two, three, uh, in that range, and exceeded that number. Overdose deaths have exceeded that number in the last two, three years. So we're seeing, um, from a mortality point of view, uh, that level of uh, bad outcomes. So tell us a little bit about Healing Communities Study in Massachusetts, and what does it aim to do as far as reducing Massachusetts opioid overdose deaths? Tell us a little bit about this. So the federal government wanted to respond to this epidemic, as you've described, and there are a number of measures that are happening uh, to respond. But one major effort that the National Institutes of Health has uh, pursued, uh, mainly through the National Institute on Drug Abuse and uh, SAMHSA, the uh, Substance Abuse Mental Health and Services Administration, is to say we want to select four states in which studies will be done that will seek, using strong scientific methods, a reduction of opioid deaths of 
over the study period, which is a four-year study. And um, applications were requested, applications were submitted, and four applications uh, were funded um, at more than the usual amount for National Institutes of Health, saying, we want you to make a plan to deliver interventions to reduce opioid overdose deaths in a way that utilizes all that we know, and that the intervention should be data-driven, meaning do what's best in communities in most need to try to achieve this goal. And we want you to do it in a trial form so you can compare what goes on in the intervention communities to what's going on in comparison communities. I mean, recognizing that many efforts are out there right now to address this, some small, some larger, but this was going to be an effort that would identify, in our case in Massachusetts, 16 communities and uh, initially address in a full-fledged effort among eight of those communities and then subsequently in um, the other eight, but in a way that will allow us to compare if our interventions had the impact that we saw, which is the reduction of opioid overdose deaths by 40%. Wow, that's really something. So tell us what is it about Boston Medical Center's experience that made it well-suited to lead this grant? Uh, Boston Medical Center has been involved in caring for patients uh, with substance use disorders for decades, um, and it's been a leader among uh, research on what are best approaches to address people's alcohol and drug use problems. Um, perhaps one of its most uh, meaningful activities which set it in a place to be able to respond to this uh, request for applications from the federal government was that the model for caring for people with opioid use disorders, being, which was dubbed the, the Massachusetts model nationally, um, where nurse care managers have a central role in the primary care setting of helping deliver uh, medication for opioid use disorder, typically buprenorphine for substance use disorder, uh, was developed at Boston Medical Center and described in the medical literature on the work here and then brought to health, community health centers across the state and then described in the medical literature about that effort to bring it to health centers across the state. And the nurses continue to be leaders, um, as well as physician involvement in training people to be able to treat opioid use disorders in general medicine settings. And I think that experience, um, along with the depth of clinical experience and research experience, what put uh, Boston Medical Center in the position to effectively pursue this opportunity. So how big of a game changer do you think this could be? What kind of opportunity does it present for Massachusetts to turn this tide of the epidemic? Well, it will allow us to see if putting best evidence interventions in communities with communities deciding what their needs are. Because there's recognition that one community may need, for example, individuals coming out of incarcerated incarceration to be started on medications. And other communities 
may need their hospital to have an inpatient addiction consult service to be able to link those patients who are in the hospital who have opioid use disorders to medications. And those are different needs. Um, and communities may differ in that. Some communities may already have naloxone for prevention of overdose uh, when people become unconscious after using what may be fentanyl, and they thought it was a, a very a highly potent opioid when they thought it was their more usual heroin dose. So to reverse those overdose, we know that saves lives. Some communities may have implemented that in a way where um, additional resources to, to pursue that implementation are less necessary, but other ones will, will want to do that. So the idea is that we're tailoring to the community's needs based on the community's input interventions that are known to be effective in a way that we hope will most effectively reduce the overdose deaths. I certainly hope so. And how replicable do you think these interventions will be that are used in the study? Are you hoping, Dr. Samet, that other states and communities will learn from your experience in Massachusetts? And when you're answering that, tell us some of your priorities for the grant. Well, that's exactly the next point that I wanted to get to, is that we have to recognize that only four states are funded on this national effort. And even among those four states, only 15, 16, 17, 18 communities are affected within those states. So we have to learn things that will be applicable to other communities within the four states and other communities in the other 46 states and territories. So exactly the point of this, that yes, we want to help people in the communities that are involved in the study, but we want to learn and so there's a whole infrastructure in place so that we do learn from what it means to implement these type of programs, how one most effectively implements the programs, what works, what doesn't with implementation, what works, what doesn't in terms of the programs themselves. So that is, you know, when all said and done, that has the potential to be the most important outcomes from this uh, work. And you have some partners in this work. Tell us about them. Oh, my God. We have um, the best of the best, mostly around Massachusetts. And Massachusetts is fortunate to have some of the uh, uh, most experienced and strongest uh, individuals in the addiction research and clinical innovation world. Um, and um, so they, many of them come from Boston Medical Center, but we've taken advantage of institutions across the state. UMass, Tufts, Brandeis, Mass General, uh, McLean's, Bay State, really, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a few off, off the top, but, but literally these are very qualified, um, experienced individuals who said, I'd like to help. And so they're part of the, part of the effort. And what a great effort it is. Dr. Samet, the headlines about the opioid crisis have been so grim, but this study seems to offer some hope and inspiration. What would you like the listeners to take from this message? What would you say to someone who's looking for the light at the end of this tunnel for this epidemic? Well, I would say that uh, the government, the national government, and in particular the Massachusetts, the Commonwealth, um, have leaders in public health that are committed to addressing this crisis, and accordingly, resources have been forthcoming 
for treatment opportunities and on the federal level for research opportunities. In fact, with this grant, the state Department of Public Health is our partner. And so I would say that um, this is not a case of people with the, the challenges that substance use can bring and opioid use disorder specifically can bring are being forgotten. On the contrary, they're front and center and um, we hope that working with communities, both with affected individuals and families and and friends of people who are affected, that we can put our clinical expertise together with their local community expertise and and make a difference. Thank you so much, Dr. Samet. And we wish you luck in this initiative. And please come back on again, won't you? And, and update us as you progress in this study. Thank you again for joining us. And that wraps up this episode of Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. Head on over to our website at bmc.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast informative, please share on your social media and be sure to check in with all our other fascinating podcasts in our library. I'm Melanie Cole.